Tehilim Kavdalet. As we read through this Mizmor, we will be strongly reminded of a previous Mizmor which we have studied together, that of Mizmor Tedvav. Both of these Mizmorim have similar form as well as content. Both of them deal with this important question of Mia Lebehar Hashem or Mia Gurbeohalecha, meaning who can come close to God, a question central to any religion. In terms of structure, both Mizmorim are also written in the antiphonal form, where there's one, per, one voice asking a question and one voice answers the question. As a footnote to this recording, many of the ideas that I will discuss in this recording are taken from Nahum Sarna's On the Book of Psalms, where he has an essay comparing Mizmorim, Tetvav, and Kavdalit. So Mizmor Kavdalit, which we recite on Sunday mornings, is actually found in the Septuagint with the heading, a Mizmor for David, for the first day of the week, and that custom is still retained. This Mizmor is also part of our Rosh Hashanah liturgy, and as we learn through the Mizmor, we will hopefully come to an understanding of why it is appropriate for these various days. If we look at the language and content of the Mizmor, it's likely that this was a tefillah said when going up to the Mikdash. And the people going to the Mikdash are asking, who is it that is worthy to come into Hashem's Mikdash? And while we know that even sinners are welcome into the Mikdash with their korbanot, the question is still asked, and the response is one that emphasizes morality. In Judaism, morality and religion are intertwined. When one goes to the Mikdash to perform his korbanot, to perform his ritual acts, he is reminded of the importance of morality, which must accompany his ritual observance. As we read the Mizmor, we can envision the group of Olela Regel standing together and asking, and then imagine the Levi'im responding to them with the requirements of what it is to be one who is worthy of God's Mikdash. The posing of this question in itself is important. It underscores the fact that performing rituals in the Mikdash is not meant to be rote and meaningless. Although this Mizmor assumes that those who are going to the Mikdash are bringing korbanot, the Mishorer knows that the offering of korbanot alone is not of primary importance. The offering of korbanot, as we've seen in many of the Nevi'im, lose their meaning when they're disconnected from morality. In terms of structure, our Mizmor has three separate parts. In the first two Pesukim, we, dis- we discuss Hashem as the creator and therefore owner of the world. In Pesukim Gimel Tavav, we have the question and answer of who can come up to Hashem, and we hear about the ethical standards expected of those who enter the Mikdash. And then in Pesukim Zayin to Yud, we now call on the gates of the Mikdash itself to allow in the Melech HaKavot. Pasuk Aleph. Lidavid Mizmor, Ladonai Ha'aret Umloah, Tevel Veyoshveva. To David, a, a Mizmor, a Psalm. To Hashem is the earth and all that fills it, the world and its inhabitants. Pasuk Bet, Kihu al Yamim Yisada, Ve'al Neharot Yechonineha. For he on the sea did found it, and on streams he set it firm. The earth 
the Aretz and the Tevel, Tevel, are Hashem's since Hashem created it. And here we invoke the story of creation where Hashem set a limit between the land and the sea. So we have this image of Al Yamim The image of land sitting atop water is also meant to impress on the one who is praying the greatness of Hashem. The reference in these two Pesukim to creation is also one of the reasons why this Mizmor is recited on Sundays, the first day of creation, and lending further support to this idea that this Mizmor deals with creation and is therefore suitable for Sundays, is the fact that the name Hashem appears six times in this Mizmor, which parallel the six days of creation. After we discuss the greatness of Hashem, we then ask, who is worthy to enter the Had of Hashem, the great creator? Pasugima. Who may ascend on Hashem's mountain? And who shall stand up in his holy place? Now, because the Mikom Kocho parallels the Had Hashem, we can interpret this Makom as the Makom Asherivchad Hashem, meaning the Mikdash. So we had our question of who can enter the Mikdash, and now we hear our answer. Pasuk Dalid. First we hear about the Niki Kapayim, the clean of hands, Var Levav, his heart is pure, Var like light, pure, meaning his hands are clean of iniquity, his heart is pure, he is a genuine heart, he is not two-faced, he is coming with good intentions to offer his Korban. Who has not taken an, a false oath by my life, meaning Hashem's life, meaning he did not swear in vain. And he also did not swear deceitfully. So there seem to be, based on this pasuk, four prerequisites to enter the Mikdash. Two of them are framed in the positive light, and two of them are negative. The first two, the Niki Chapayim and Barlevav, are similar to the criteria we heard in Mizmor Tetvav. Um, but the negative ones are new. These rules reject one who swears in Hashem's name in vain and who commit perjury in order to act deceitfully. So if we look back at these actions, the prerequisites to enter the Mikdash include actions, his actions, his kapayim need to be clean, his thought, meaning his heart, and his speech, through the um, swearing, all must be pure. So we see here that religion is seen as encompassing morality. One who wishes to enter the Mikdash to offer korbanot must also be a good person in the moral sense. The desired personal encounter with Hashem must be preceded by morality. And one who meets these requirements can then be assured, pasukeh, he shall bear blessings from Hashem and a just reward from his rescuing God. The word staka here can also be possibly referred to as salvation because we're, we refer to Hashem here as Elohei Yisho, the God who saves him. But it's some type of blessing or reward from Hashem. Pasukvav. 
This is the generation of his seekers, those who seek out your presence, Yaakov, meaning Elohei Yaakov. So we want to understand who this Dor Doreshav is referring to. So we're going to go back. We had the question of who can come up to Hashem's mountain, and we had the response. And we said, whoever is worthy to come up to Hashem, he will receive blessing. And next we hear, this is the generation of those who seek out God. So this could be one of two things. It could be a continuation of those who are worthy to enter the Mikdash. So who is worthy to enter? He of clean hands, this generation who seeks out God. Or perhaps this is the response of the people saying, we are this generation of people. We heard your description of who is worthy of entering the Mikdash. And we merit this ascension to Har Hashem. Now that we have a clear understanding of who can merit entry into the Mikdash, we turn to the Mikdash itself and ask that the Mikdash allow Hashem in, Kibyachol. And the request to allow Hashem in uses the word Melech HaKavod. This phrase, Melech HaKavod, is found in armies more five times, but it is not found elsewhere in Tanakh. So when we think about the word Kavod, this word also often has a connotation of Hashem's place. So it's possible to view the Melech HaKavod or to associate Melech HaKavod with the Aron HaBrit. Now many commentators use this idea to propose possible occasions for when our Mizmor was composed. Radak, for example, suggests that this, this Mizmor was said as part of the procession when David returned the Aron to Yerushalayim. And we can imagine as they're returning the Aron, they are then asking, please allow the Aron in, let the Aron and Hashem's Kabod fill this place. Midrash Tehilim reads it differently and says that these verses relate to Shilamos Hanukkah Tabayit, when the Aron would have its permanent home. Or the next section that we'll read may have been read when the Aron was being returned to the Mikdash after battle. Um, the thought behind this approach is that there's many warrior-like images of Hashem. We, we read about Hashem being Hashem Izuz V'Gibor. So it's possible that this section of the Mizmor, or perhaps the entire Mizmor itself, was one that was said by the people as they returned from battle victorious with their Aron. Um, we can also, we will also read the rest of the Mizmor as a continuation of the tefillah said by the people coming to the Mikdash. After they established Shumay entered the Mikdash, they pray that Hashem too will enter the Mikdash. Pasuk Zayin, Se'u she'arim roshechem, v'hina se'u pitchei olam, v'yavo melech ha'kavot. Lift up your heads, O gates, and rise up, the everlasting doors. Note that the gates here seem to be lifting upwards. They're not merely opening up into a room, but there's some kind of sense of upward, lofty movement. And we have also the phrase, Pitchei Olam. We, we, definitely, we have the idea that the Aron is permanently in the Mikdash. So if we're praying for the Aron to come in, we want the Aron to then be able to reside in the Mikdash forever. In the next Pasuk, we'll hear the gates that were asked to open, 
respond. And the gates are saying, Who is this king of glory? And the people respond, Adonai Izuz v'gibor, Adonai gibor milchama. Hashem mighty and valiant, Hashem who is valiant in battle. Now in Pasuk Tet, we will basically repeat Pasuk Zion. It is common in a tefillah that's recited that various sections will be repeated. We can repeat for emphasis. We know that this is also common in poetry. So we see the same idea again, Pasuk Tet. Se'u she'arim roshechem, us'u pitchei olam, v'yavo melech hakavod. Lift up your head, O gates. Clearly the gates are not yet open. And rise up the everlasting doors. So we have the word hinase'u replaced with se'u. But this is pretty common that when a word is repeated, the form of the word can change. And then we have v'yavo melech hakavod, so that the king of glory may enter. Then we have the question again, but this time there's a little bit more emphasis. Who is he, the king of glory? We're asking for a more specific answer. Hashem he is the king of glory. And this brings us back to the opening pasuk, where we described Hashem, the creator of the world, as the ultimate king, with the word who as well, who al-yamimisada, the king of glory is the king who created the world. In the Mikdash, he is symbolically represented by the Aron. And this is the Hashem who we want to enter into the Mikdash. If we look at the theme and the various sections of the Mizmor, we can propose, as Sarna does, that perhaps this Mizmor was said as part of the liturgy in the Mikdash on Rosh Hashanah. By reciting this Mizmor, there would be an inculcation of the importance of morality in our religion. This Mizmor also highlights Hashem's Milucha, which is one of the themes of Rosh Hashanah, and we describe a vision of Hashem entering the Mikdash. The request to lift the gates up high and to open the Petchei Olam seemed to hint to a heavenly Mikdash as well as the actual physical one. As the nation enters the Mikdash on Rosh Hashanah, they pray that Hashem will enter the Mikdash as well. This Mikdash is the physical place designated by Hashem, but also reminds those assembled of the Kisei HaKavod, of the Melech HaKavod. The Mikdash of above and below, so to speak, seem to blend together, and the nation envisions Hashem entering Pitchei Olam, sitting to judge Am Yisrael.